Gospel of Two Wheels, number 208, where the coffee's hot, the bikes are fast, and your comments are thankfully ridiculous. We're here with Woody from Seat Time. You guys have at least heard him before. You've seen him on some videos. I tried to cut his arm off with a chainsaw. <laughs> it's, oh, look, he's covering. There we go. There we go. Oh, that's a, the light is making. There's the scar. That's a Highland Cycles uh, scar. <laughs> we we, we need a we need a tip jar. Uh, how about if anybody tips during this video, we'll put it towards the tattoo. There we go. Yes. Okay. Done deal. So okay. Anyone, I like it. <laughs> Anyone who wants to give us a super chat during this, I will put that money towards Woody's tattoo that says something about Highland Cycles was here or something or a chainsaw or something cool. Ernesto Cover Sanchez, Jesse Lycia, Mojave Mike, what is happening? Good to see you guys. Gordon Stemmel. Mark Payne, Rural Delinquent. Awesome to see you guys all here. Uh, guys, we are here with Woody. We're talking about dirt bikes. Ask us any questions. Woody lives in Texas, uh, in the great state of Texas, and uh, up in the kind of near Fort Worth, Dallas, right? I mean, basically. Yeah, just north of Dallas. Yeah, yeah just north of Dallas. Um, okay, <laughs> Jesse Lycia would like to hear your uh, Jeff Slavin's impression. <laughs> guys. I'm going to talk to you about my dirt bike today. It's probably not going to be the here, the probably not going to be the information that you want to hear, but it's going to be useless. It's going to be extremely slow, and you're going to wonder how the hell I get my voice this deep all the time. <laughs> yes, that's dude. So I don't know if you did you see by any chance the um uh the short reel that I put up of me sending Jeff a game changer hat. Dude. Yes, and that is amazing because you're just like, listen, Jeff, I hope that you understand that I don't hate you, but the internet loves that I hate you. So yeah. just FYI, it's internet hate, not real hate. I mean, that's yeah. essentially what you said. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly. It's exactly what I said, and it was awesome. All right, so Jacob gave us a dollar towards the tattoo. We're moving on. All right, right we're slowly working our way up. We're gonna, I'm going to have to come to Montrose to get a tattoo, not Dallas, because apparently there's really expensive people here. We'll get there. Yeah, <laughs> Jacob says, there, get the tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> One dot. Yeah. Uh, Ronnie Nelson is awesome uh, to see. He's from Prosper, Texas. Um, oh, hey, and, man. What's up? Yeah. And so, Ronnie, uh, you asked me to explain something on you, or the Gospel Two Wheels. I think it was the injector relocator kit. Uh, so we'll start there. Um, oh. Two-stroke performance. By the way, um, <laughs> Ronnie Nelson wants a sleeve in his tramp stamp. But um, the uh, oh, other people are t chiming in on another thing. Other live broadcast. I'm Okay, there we go. Um, sorry, people are. I, I didn't go to the original like gospel two wheels uh, up thing because it said that it wouldn't do that. So I'm telling people to go to the other live broadcast. Um, but uh, so first of all, if you guys are just getting here and um, didn't hear me say before, uh, now with this new program where we got people, we're gonna have uh, people from around the planet on here. We're starting with the best in the world. Uh, uh, Mr. Woody, but um, we're going to end up having two-stroke performance, and they will help explain the injector relocator kit, but that's what that is. Um, it is 
a way to help fix the TPI bikes. The, the problem with TPI, I'll just do as a short version, is you're injecting raw fuel into the transfer port and then dribbling, basically, oil into the bottom end and letting it splash around and become a thing. That's why they're, you cannot rev those things before you warm them up. They will, um, that's why they seize and do all kinds of things because uh, not enough oil in there yet. So with the TSP injector relocator kit, they take one of the injectors from the transfer port, they block that off, they move it back to the throttle body right next to where the oil's going, and then that provides a more dense charge of fuel and air along with the transfer port charge into the bottom and makes the thing A, more durable, and B, run a lot better. And we have two kits showing up to the... Um, uh, did that... My question to that, through. though, is like, did that come about because of how successful already the TBIs have been shown to prove or have they been trying to develop this with the TPIs forever and it just happens like timing for them coming to success with the product is around the release of this TBI bike no it, they've been working on this for a long time and actually uh, best dual sports I I don't know if he was first to come up with an idea for this but someone else actually and then TSP just perfected it or did you know did a better okay. job um, but no, it's been going for a while because anyone who knows really how a two-stroke works and how they oil the crank and the main bearings and the cylinder uh, knew that the, the TPI was not good. It was not a good way to do it, um, and it, but they were doing it anyway. And so, um, hold on. Brady Metter would like to ask, how much wood can a sure can't wood if a sure can't cut wood? Man. Listen, I like my French woman, okay? Yeah, she's she's problematic at, at the worst of times, but uh, in the long run, it's still I still had a lot of fun once I took care of her at right. the last time I raced her. So, I mean, I just so got to pay that, attention. Did the switch fix it? Did the new switch fix it? Yeah, new switch was good to go. And, and in reality, like, if you go watch the video where I kind of, like, do, the, like, run the meter on it and stuff like that, like, checking the ohms and stuff, like, in the long run, it's just open on the backside and just over time, especially with the Shady Burrow, as muddy and mucky as it was, just a bunch of crap got in the switch. And gotcha. so it was just not allowing it to connect. Boo. Um, did you um, use the same style switch or did you get a waterproof, like, better one? So I actually asked for comments on that. So if anybody's got links on that kind of stuff, that is something I'm, I'm currently looking for uh, is, is kind of a little bit more of a waterproof switch because that's what I remembered when my 07 WR, it had an on-off button, but it was very robust and it was right. waterproof yeah. because it's a dirt bike. It's going to have crap all over it. Like there, And what I think is even funnier, the plug has a waterproof plug. Like right. the, the switch, sorry, yeah. has a waterproof plug, but the switch itself is completely open to the elements. I'm like, it doesn't matter. Like at right. this point, like, so yeah, it's very interesting on the French, you know, they thought everything through until literally the last point. <laughs> well, and that switch <clears throat> is, uh, I mean, it's hard to say for sure if it's the same, but it looks like the super duper cheap switch you can buy from WPS. It's just that cheap rocker plastic, yep. just... And they're, they're horrible. They break, I mean, they break all the time, all the time. They break because, you know, guys, you know, we sell them because they're really cheap and guys want to put a, you know, on, off, whatever. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, they suck. And so, yeah, there's lots of, Bruce Kennedy says True North would help out with that. I'm sure there's lots of waterproof rocker switches. I'll look, I'll try to find one. And Biker Sasquatch, yeah, what's happening? That would be helpful. 
Yeah, uh, let's yeah. see. I would like Bruce chat? Kennedy. Yeah, yeah, I can see it now. Bruce Kennedy, uh, send me, tell me more about True North. Maybe drop me a link somewhere. And then Bill O'Neill, thank you for listening to the latest podcast. We just put a new podcast out for the December podcast went out today. So I appreciate you already, already checking that out. And Mark Payne, yes, you can bypass it all together. Uh, the problem is that would leave lights on on his bike. Mm-hmm. So. Yep. We were thinking about that. And, and we didn't, I, we were fraught. I mean, we were what, already 80 miles in when we, this was happening. So we were pretty smoked like mentally. But in the long run, yeah, we should have just nipped it and clipped it together. And it would have just been, you know, a wire, right? Like yeah. it would have been a current and we wouldn't have had any issues. But we were like, Everybody was gone. We were 80 something miles in and super tired. Like we were like, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, 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 that was, I'm like, I don't know. You're screwed. I gotta go. Um, (laughs) Bye. So a Scott Schwager real fast. We are coming to Phoenix. I will be there. The I'll be riding the 30th, 31st and 1st. Uh, I'll be parking somewhere like eight and a half mile marker, eight and a half or something like that. Uh, So yeah, TJ Cowan, good to see you, man. Looks like we were 1-2 in the series. Nice work. Uh, nice racing this year. I appreciate it. Um, boy, should make sure I don't miss anything. Um, right on. It's awesome to see you guys all here. By the way, guys, how is the quality of this broadcast right now? New software, new setup. Obviously, we got Woody live right from Texas, and it's pretty awesome. Um, and Mark Payne, yeah, <clears throat> your 19 doesn't have that problem because... In 2019, Sherco figured out that that was a stupid decision to have that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, of course, that's when they removed it. But I got that bike in late 17, and it was like right before Sherco kind of blew up on the map in the States. Right. Right. And so, like, I, but yeah, like, there were a lot of changes that happened in 19 that would have been like, it would have been cool if I'd have like been saving money to kind of like, I should have gotten a 19 because I got KYB suspension, so many other things that were nice. Yeah. Found it. Uh, is, uh, is that fix uh, the TPIs run like garbage? Yes. The injector relocator fixes the TPIs, um, you know, as, as much as you can fix that system. Um, I, I, yeah, it makes it, it I think it's going to make it just like what the 24 W models are. So it can still have a, an oil pump to meet emission standards. So it can just barely drip oil when it's, uh, um, doing uh you know idle you know like it's just island so it's like um anyway i the the relocation kit's awesome we got two of them coming in uh this uh they probably won't make it here this week because we had to send the ecus off to get reflashed by their stuff and they're sending them back and uh anyway we should have them next week we should be installing in video and the whole thing um brady says that this picture looks much better because my face is smaller <laughs> i love it you mean you're not just like yeah <laughs> Yeah, which I think I should be. Um, uh, so uh, well, that's that's probably what Jeff Slavis is thinking about you too. Oh God! So I can't say who it is that works for Jeff that uh, is my inside info on this thing, but I have a friend who's inside on this whole thing, and uh, he said Jeff came in when I made the first like video. Jeff came in so mopey and sad. And everybody was like, what's up, you know? And they, he lets out the, and so of course he you know, says, oh, Morgan made this video. So in, immediately everybody's like, what? Like, <laughs> to the internet! <laughs> watches the whole thing. And dude, it's hilarious. It's awesome. <laughs> so good. So Woody, I saw that you went racing recently. 
Uh, where did. was that and how did that go? Oh my gosh, so there is a amazing piece of property in East Texas called Barnwell Mountain. It's an OHV park. It's like, there's some state money, there's some city money, it's super cool. Um, and they have not had an enduro there in a very long time. Taking it back even further, 2007 was my first national enduro back racing and riding again with my dad. And it was at Barnwell Mountain and it was a national, it was the first time that we had done the new NEPG like restart format. So they've had a, quite a few T-Sec events there. They've had a couple one-off like sprint enduros there really cool property and they had another t-sec event there and it was phenomenal i don't even think half the field finished because it was wow it, it, when they did it they did it as a restart right but there was i think at most the longest transfer was half a mile and that's because you had to take like three rights right so right. it was when it was like 62 63 miles it was 62 63 miles of single track and right. it was and there were some fire roads and such like that but there were pay attention fire roads they were not safe fire roads in the sense that you're just like what get to fifth gear and hold it it was not like baja um but man alive it was freaking phenomenal it i don't know dude i had a ton of fun it was so epic to be back at a race again right being able to see all the t-sec people and all the other people that i hadn't seen before quite a few new racers had showed up to the event comes out because they had heard me talking about it on different pieces of platforms and then watched a couple videos. And I nice. thought that was super cool that there are writers out there who had never done an enduro, found some of my content and then made it to one of these events. And it's just like, heck yeah, like that's the goal, right? Like right. keep or get people stoked on two wheels and to hear that kind of stuff and to meet new people. And that's then awesome. to have fun, right? Yeah, and well, then to have fun. And ride dirt bikes. And, and I ride loved, dirt bikes. I loved uh, your, I, I don't know if it was a reel or whatever, but where you, those guys are all sitting in a line for that hill climb and you just like bypassed them and that was perfect like it was so good <laughs> well it's funny it, it, that's such a mindset thing and it's like that when i've rewatched that a couple times and tried to like go back to to being in those boots right like being in those shoes right. at the time and i remember being a very unconfident rider and coming upon a bottleneck and being like oh what do i do like and then you like kind of tiptoe into the bottleneck and you look over the riders to be like what are they bottlenecked for where it's like now it's like wait no like that's there's a bottleneck they can't accomplish something i need to be on the other side of whatever this is and go so it was like literally that's why i typed kind of what i did in the reel it was like what my process was and i just it's so cool to be in such a more confident space kind right. of like on the bike to be able to like i just need to make a decision oh i'm gonna go for it if i muck up i muck up but i'm not just gonna sit here and wait yeah oh, i the first time I got to a bottleneck at a race, I, you know, I'd been like run racing and other things in my life. And I'm like, I just was like, why is people, I'm going. And I just started like elbowing through people and I had people yelling at me. I'm like, I don't care, man. We're racing dirt bikes. Like, yeah, just, let's, we're out of here. Uh, I got a couple questions here. Um, uh, trail nerds, Matt, um, I would love to go to the snake bite in Lubbock. I don't think this winter I'm going to, I'm going to Phoenix at least once, maybe another time with the family. Um, I'm not going to do as much traveling, unfortunately. Uh, Mike Coles, uh, I, I hopefully you saw his, that I sent Slavin's the uh, Game Changer hat. I hope <laughs> it's going to be awesome. Uh, Crash Hard, what's happening? Uh, Rich P, so quick note about our little local series, um, Weeby Racing, unfortunately, is uh, going to be canceled. Um, and they're 
<sighs> I, hopefully someone buys it. Like, but the people who put it on just can't do it anymore. Um, and it's a real bummer uh, that they can't, but um, they, they got to move on with their lives. Like uh, James, the guy who owns the series, you know, it's got to be a side hustle. It's not, you don't make any money putting on races. Um, but he's lost two jobs over having it. So, um, man, yeah. unfortunately, but, um, oh, crash our tips for an old guy who's getting into racing for the first time this year. Uh, what do you, you handle that first? Okay. So think small, right? You enjoy riding dirt bikes. Don't overpressure yourself into feeling like you need to come to this event, this race, this immaculate new thing and have expectations. The goal is most of the time at these events, you're paying the organizer for organizing a hell of a great time. Like that's the way that I approach racing now is it's worth the entry fee to be given a great time on dirt bikes. After that, as you do progress into racing and you start to understand how you feel during these events, where do you feel that things are going wrong, right? Are you coming out too hot so you need to work on slowly working your way into the beginning of the test, especially if it's an enduro? Or do you find that like it's by the end of the day, like maybe it's a hydration and nutrition thing that you need to think on and work on. But the thing is, you can't do everything all at once. And if you try to do everything all at once, you won't be able to do anything because you'll be overwhelmed with too much information. So man, if you're just getting out and starting racing, enjoy it, right? Like have fun, meet new people and learn what, if you're even a competitive person, you might already know that, but if you don't know that yet, like you're gonna learn that pretty quick because you might be pissed off. You're like, I got last. That's okay, dude. It might've been your first race. Like it's okay yeah. to get last. It's just like kind of like building up um, the confidence and the knowledge that it takes to truly enjoy a faster pace in the woods and, um, and, and having a mindset to, to be successful at the end of it. Yeah. And I would, I would add that like on the, a little more, that is the best like advice as far as your headspace. Um, completely agree with all that. As far as like technically what should you do racing? Um, I got some advice from an old guy uh, down in Mexico when I went to go race the Baja 1000. I had literally raced like two races in my entire life and I went to go uh, solo the 1000. Like I no idea, like no clue what I'm doing. And I got lucky to get to pre-run with a guy who'd raced it like 25 times at that point or 30 times. Like he'd, and I mean, he's just like perennial guy. And uh, the best advice he gave me and the advice I give my kids all the time is stay moving forward. Like don't crash the motorcycle, especially when you're going out there. Don't take chances that are going to lead to a crash because a, I mean, obviously you get hurt. That's no good. Right. Especially if you're an older guy, like, you know, whatever, you don't want that. But every second you're not moving forward, you're going backwards in like results. Right. Like, and I have had, I've watched people who are not fast racers necessarily do really, really well at an event because they never put the bike down. And like mm -hmm. my kids have, <laughs> it's pretty awesome. I don't f unfortunately have any like footage of it, but like, They've watched these kids who are fast, right? And they go, da, da, past them. And then the next thing you know, they're laying on the ground. And here comes my kid. Burr, 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 burr. And so, like, my technical advice would be go out and, you know, enter the low class, like, enter the seat, whatever, you know, um, and then just 
ride the ride your own race and don't stop the bike from moving forward. Just keep it moving forward. Uh, TJ, yes, I did finish the thousand solo. Um, one of my most proud moments, honestly. Like I can't believe I pulled that off. It was hell yeah, that's awesome, by, dude. By that's the grace amazing. of God, I got through that. It was out of <laughs> whatever. I mean, <laughs> there's yeah. no good reason that I finished that race. <laughs> it's so funny what you just said because literally during, I mean, when I did the when I recorded the podcast with Jason Hamburg, who is in no way famous on Instagram for this episode, like we talked about those times that I was a double A racer in Texas and what you explained about the guy who's and then over in a turn, like that was me trying to be a double A racer because that's what I thought it took to go fast. I thought it was ride the edge all the time until the edge bites back. And the hope is that you're just good enough that the edge never catches up. And it's like that mentality is what creates a perpetually injured rider. Like kind of yeah. thing, and so it's so interesting to 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 be on the other side of all of that now and have such a different mindset. And I know that within, if I wanted to, and I wanted to go chase a series again, that I could probably get back to that same speed I was ten years ago within three to four months if I practiced, and and for racing for speed, right? Where right. like because right now I believe I'm a much more competent rider like technically sound rider than I ever was back in those days, which is just very interesting to be on the yeah. other side. of. Absolutely. Uh, Tom Bean, first of all, numerous people have said smooth is fast. Obviously, you know, slow is smooth, smooth is fast is a, you know, ancient, <laughs> ancient motorcycle adage. And it's true. Um, being buttery smooth. I mean, if you, when you watch the guys who are truly good at this sport, they don't look like they're working at all. Like they just look like they're, barely doing anything on the motorcycle um two-stroke attic good to see you from western australia where in western australia are you um that's the other side from all like sydney and all that stuff so are you, are you perth or whatever um and tom bean one of my favorite things he mentions i love racing because the opportunity to see new areas um i think that's why racing is so big back east uh because you guys don't have a lot of public land to go ride um, and so you guys race all the time, which is so cool because you get to see new things and like see new properties, see new stuff. And, and I like racing out West because I get, you know, I, they take me down washes I've never seen and down things and it's super cool. Um, yeah, it's awesome. Um, Mark Payne, thank you very much. Let's see. Uh, Kim Jackson says, by the way, Nihilo has a nice looking, uh, switch. Um, I was just checking that out. Yeah. Yeah. It looks like it's a start button though, right? Like it's a secondary start button. Oh yeah, you don't want That's, that. So yeah, we want to we want to get a find a, a like an on off. You know what? You know what's actually videos. a really good one um, <clears throat> that I used to use all the time for lights is Yamaha. If you go to like O four WR four fifty two fifty, they have a light switch. Um, that not the push button thing that turns the thing on and off, although that's waterproof too. Um, yeah. that, but that might work, but they have a rocker switch. That's really nice for the lights. Um, cool. it's awesome. Uh, see the beauty of the sports you can improve as you age, every other sport you slow down. I agree. Mike Colt, I am hands down faster now at 47 than I was at 37. So, uh, yeah, moto minded bomber bar switch. I, I'd have to see, I have one of those sitting right over here to put on my new bike. Um, I don't know. If it, uh, 
I don't know. I don't know if that bomber switch is going to work because it, it needs to be. Although, well, actually, they have one that would be a click on, click off that's waterproof. We should talk yeah, to Chris. Yeah, actually, it's funny that we were talking. I was like, I could probably just text Chris and be like, okay, here's my problem. I know that if you don't have a current solution, you can muck one. You can make one up really quickly. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, and yeah, Brady talks about the extra start button. Yeah, that's like, so in case you bust your start button, you still have a way to start your bike, which again is why I wish there was a Kickstarter. <laughs> Makes a lot of sense though, honestly, to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't have any backup setup on my b- new bike yet, but, uh, you guys quick, uh, note, you'll notice that, uh, Daisy is in the background, not the 23, uh, 300. It's a break for all of you people who are tired of looking at that new bike. Um, <laughs> The uh, uh, but Daisy's up here because I just installed that Xting uh, Chinese uh, smart carb electron hybrid thing with, with the pilot yeah. circuit. And uh, quick spoiler, I did shoot a video. I'm gonna edit that today. Spoiler alert, though, I think it's really good. Like, it's I think it's really really good. Um, Didn't you and, do a video that was like telling us about how metering rods suck? Yes. Metering rod... okay. Yes. So this but, one is not one of those. Well, because they fixed the problem with metering rod carbs. Because I, and I, yeah, 100%. I'm will, and I'm also willing to learn new things. Um, but every other metering rod carb, the problem I have with it, the reason I feel like they don't come off the bottom like a, a normal carburetor, is that they only have one circuit. They have the metering rod circuit to, to deliver fuel. They don't have a pilot circuit. That pilot circuit is uh, what gives that initial dump of fuel on two stroke or four stroke and allows it to pick up quicker and rev like be more snappy they call it right um so all the metering rod carbs that are out there electron smart carb don't have that this addresses that situation and put a pilot circuit on there which is super cool adjustable with an outside knob so i can sit there and tune it and i just it's really cool. Like the video I shot, hopefully it turns out as good as I think it did, but I'm riding up and down the road and it's like, it's hanging idle. Like it's too lean, you know? And I just reach down, turn the little screw, ride it again. It's a little bit better. Turn the screw, ride it again. And now it's perfect. And it's like, yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Like it's, it's like a, I don't know if you guys know about airplane carbs or um, like ultralight carbs. They have, they, they have adjustments, like you can adjust them because they're going up and down in elevation so much because it's an airplane. Um, they yeah. have like a, a dial jet basically on them to be able to do this. Well, this has it on the carb and like I think they solved the problem with the the carburetor. And, um, Very that, cool. Well, that'll be a good, but you haven't put that one out yet. I thought I saw you put a video out where you were talking about the new. I just talk about it. This one is me installing and then riding. So. Got it. So now we got, dude, look at this. I think you're right, Brady. Like he's got the influencer program. Somehow I just need to make sure that I get in more of his videos so that yeah. it's like a 10% thing. You know what I mean? Like, look, there's a picture of me in the background and my lawyer is going to call if you don't pay me. <laughs> uh, and Brady, I love, I love what you're referencing. Uh, when are you going to get a GPX? They're better than the Huskies. Um, that, by the way, if anyone is wondering, is on uh, referencing Meg's Brap or Megan Griffith's who has jumped to the T- GPX world. <sighs> Jared Sahagun, I don't know if you're, I don't, I don't think I pronounced that right. But anyway, Jared, you know who you are. Um, I don't know if you're watching today, but you'll probably watch later. Uh, he had a GPX, he got along with it well. Meeker Extreme 
supposedly gets along with his. He doesn't put that many hours on those bikes, though. Um, the GPXs I've seen are fine motorcycles, like as far as like they start and run and go. Um, and I don't think they break unnecessarily quickly, but dude, for a, a person of her level of riding, and I don't, like, Megs and I are like a bit at odds with the whole thing. I offered her a YZ and she's like refused it because I guess she's too good for YZs. Um, but uh, <laughs> um, whatever. I mean, whatever. I've ridden with Megan. That woman can ride a freaking dirt bike. And I mean, dude, she's fast and she's technically amazing. That GPX is not going to hold. Like, mark my words. Right now, today, that GPX will not hold up to her riding. She will be disappointed with it. You know, and maybe I'm wrong, but I, yeah, I don't think I will be. Yeah, I got to um, dig into these a little bit more. That's pretty interesting. The, and the thing, the problem, my problem with the GPXs is that they're not that inexpensive. They, what they've done. Right. Is it looks like it's 69 on the website right now for the 300. Right. Which that's probably the old, I think they're coming out with a newer model. Um, mm -hmm. and maybe that's a new, I don't know, whatever, but yeah, you know, so seven grand and you got to ship it to yourself cause they don't have dealerships that I know well, there might be some, but anyway, not a lot of dealerships. Um, the, uh, yeah, they like the old ones used a DT 250 motor, like an old Yamaha motor. Um, Tom Bean quick, uh, feedback on them is that they're crazy heavy crazy heavy not that that always matters but like it's extra heavy like extra heavy um and the parts i've fixed a few things on them i've worked on suspension and stuff like that and i've so i've touched and held lots of the motorcycle and uh they're just cheap like the aluminum they use is super cheap it's real porous cast in aluminum threads strip out really easily um it yeah i I don't know if you to me if you're gonna spend seven thousand dollars. I mean that's a lot of money, right? Can we all agree that seven thousand dollars is a crap load of money? And yes. while while it is almost half of what my new bike costs, I would get it. I get it. I hundred percent get it. Um, it's still a ton of money to have something that's hard to get parts for. Someone's gonna argue with me right now about that. Well, I can or BS. They're hard to get parts for. Um, I whatever. And then uh, harder than a normal bike. And then no one's going to work on him. I, like, I worked on Jared's because I like Jared. He's a nice man. <laughs> and I thought I would just take a swing at getting parts for it. And I was able to figure it all out. But a lot of shops are not going to be able to do that. Like, right. Not to toot our horn, but between Zach and I and Leandra, we're pretty good at finding things. Not a lot of shops are good at that. Um, but Yeah, uh, I like what Brady said. It's like they yeah. have their place, but they're not... She is above that level. Like, let's just be like, she is like for the, everybody who does enjoy hating on her. Like she's a phenomenal rider. She's phenomenal. And when she decides the race, she's really good. I've heard of multiple people that have offered her motorcycles. And the little bit I do know, having met her, she's very loyal. So a lot of people, cause Crystal, uh, Crystal loves moto on Instagram and YouTube is the same way. Like a lot of people have offered them bikes and influencery things. But the deal is as being women, in a very male-dominated sport, they have not had a lot of support. So when someone did support them early on in their, it's a career. They now make money doing this. And so you can call it a career. Like they're very loyal to those people. And so 
that's I think there is something to that as well. Now, saying that to go the GPX route does blow my mind completely, but I think that maybe she's just so frustrated with everything that it's like, F it, let's just go this route and just see what the heck happens. If nothing else, maybe it'll make good content. Well, and that's why like, it will probably make good content, except, well, it'll make good, it'll make interesting content no matter what, right? Because it'll make right? watchable content. It'll make right. watchable content. <laughs> I have a hard time with her whining and complaining. That's like not my favorite thing, but a lot of people are, you know, they, they, that resonates with them, you know, like they're, they're into the, yeah, no, I'm with you. I get it. And so like, whatever, it's her own thing, right? I mean, she's got way more people watching her than me. So obviously she's good at that. Um, what I, uh, I, like, I don't know. I, that, um, I bought my new KTM, honestly, because I thought, you know what? If this thing sucks, and it could, right? Because it's a first-year thing. Like, KTM, they obviously bought... Uh, the first-year TPIs were terrible. I think everyone can agree on that. There's a lot of people that like TPIs in general, and they had great luck and all that. But I think 99% of the people who bought you know, 18s and 19 TPIs are like, boo. They right. they made them better, they got them better, and whatever, but the first one sucked. <laughs> Unless you were an affiliate partner with KTM, and then for some reason you really enjoyed riding it. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> so, the, you know, whatever. I, I bought it because I was willing to, like, blow it up and laugh about it and be like, well, see, it's a piece of crap. Or like, whoa, it's awesome. <laughs> Watchable think, content. <laughs> yeah, I don't think that she's taking it that way. I think she's really hoping, and I, and maybe who knows? I hope that it's. Uh, and then Brady says her Ford truck sucks too. And yeah, I know. <laughs> it's yeah, whatever. Um, but and I really wanted her to take the YZ because the guy who gave me was going to give me the YZ to give to her. Um, he didn't want any credit. I, he just wanted me to get credit for giving it to her. Like whatever is like just a little bit of a you know bump. Um, he just wanted it for her to have a backup bike. And that, so I kept my backup bike, you know, there it is. When I bought the new crazy thing that might suck, I kept a backup bike just in case, cause I knew it and it worked good. Um, so I, you know, whatever, it's going to be interesting. I'm excited. Um, yeah. And Brady, I think I am, I'm with you Buy a beta or a Shirko if you don't like the KTM for sure. I a hundred percent. And I think... If, if I'm choosing, and, you know, Woody's going to love this, but I'm choosing a beta. Um, but uh, personally, I know. I, and it's not, it's not because, I mean, I don't know. The beta is. The beta you just is, like seven, eight size bikes? Is that yeah, what it exactly. Is? Yeah. Like, yeah. Well, yeah. I, it makes, it my makes hand, me feel bigger. It makes yeah. my hands look bigger. <laughs> it makes all parts of me look bigger. When Listen, I sit just on because uh, Johnny Walker just won the 2022 Enduro Cross Championship on a beta, that does not mean you will win the championship. No. He is a better rider. He has practiced more than we have. Yeah, I but I've ridden them both and I I just like uh I like the beta. I like the beta a lot. I it's uh I um, would really enjoy doing a beta Sherco comparison, but the one that I would want to do, right? Not like here you get the bike for two days, good luck, figure it out. Oh, we're gonna be at Glen Helen or whatever, you know, like weird stipulation. Like it would be awesome to be able to have the financial fortitude to go buy those two 23s and like spend six months like just back yeah. and forth back and forth because i think that would be so cool because now that i've been on the sherco for so long i truly do enjoy being on my sherco more than some of the ktms that i've had to jump on granted i have not been on the 23 that you're riding 
But yeah. saying that, that means that, man, what would I think about a beta, right? Because I haven't right. been on a beta. It's like, damn, that would be a cool way to like really compare those bikes. And it would be a way to put content out like you're doing, like that kind of like very consistent weekly content about the new next thing that you've learned that then opens up to like the full six months later, like actual recap video. I think that'd be really cool. So if you want to buy me those bikes, um, we'll like, it, yeah. that would be fun. Well, if you want to, you just, you know, you could buy Woody and I each all of the bikes and then we'll, we'll give you two different perspectives. <laughs> um, quick, uh, biker Sasquatch says, at least she's cute. <laughs> so the, uh, um, and Roger heard, by the way, hello. And yes, I am very fortunate to have lots of YZs given to me. Roger gave me one, which we just gave away, uh, to a kid. I'm excited about that. Um, let's see. Make sure uh, I kind of agree with two stroke addict that the Raiju 300 would have been better because it's true. I mean, it was the, the 19 yeah. gas gas, right? Like, I mean, and like, yeah, I did a quick uh, note on the Raiju, Raiju, whatever, uh, real fast note on a local one. I had a guy, and so just in case anyone's having issues, I had a guy who was really struggling to get his Raiju running right. Um, he's a good, he's owned lots of YZs, he's good at jetting, like, and he's like. He's bouncing jetting ideas off of me, and it was okay, but it wasn't great. You know, he's like, ah, oh, man, I don't know. And uh, he was kind of feeling like maybe he had made a mistake uh, in buying it. And um, I'm like, I don't know, man. I've heard great things. So long story short, he takes the thing apart. He's like, I don't know what's going on. So he takes the head off of it, and he finds, <sighs> okay, even longer story short, he basically finds that the head's warped, and it's leaking air and um uh, water, just tiny amounts into the combustion chamber. And obviously that's no good. Um, he bought a different head for it. It's perfect now. So, um, for anyone out there who might be having, and I'm not talking about just raise you, it could be a KTM or a Yamaha or whatever, cause you can warp heads on anything. Um, right. and it, that's this gotta is be my problem. This is, yeah, this is a brand new bike. So what he didn't warp the head, it came that way and it's manufacturing, right? Things don't always go well. Yeah. Um, but, uh, so yeah, anyway. And then, uh, central power sports, right? CPS is that the, the Mark Berg that, that bought ride you and everything like they're moving to Texas. Oh, nice. Yeah. He's been like the Northeast for his entire life and his entire distribution distributorship and they're moving to Texas. So I'm excited for that during 23 to see if again, some kind of partnership can be had and you know, it doesn't, I don't need free shit. That's not what I mean. But in the sense of just being able yeah. to have someone to ask questions to and be able to like walk into a distributorship and, and showcase new products and stuff like that for videos, I think would be super cool. Rich P gave us a dollar 49 for the tattoo. Uh, they're, so they're, they were like two forty nine. Uh, yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Two forty nine, And he wants a Chinese unicorn. <laughs> Uh, Roger, I can see the unicorn be the, the horn oh, of the unicorn being the chainsaw. Yes, 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 yes. Um, but da, 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 I know Robert, you wanted the YZ. This made more sense to give it away to a kid, local kid here. Um, let's see. I saw another. Oh, will I ever buy? And I'm. This is for you too, Woody. Uh, an electric motorcycle. Already did. Oh yeah, that's right. He bought a, the Taro, the Tor, what is it, Torat? The Torat, yeah. Torat. So I got, um, I, so Mark Berg sent two of the Torats to me for the kids. So it was one of the kids ones and the kids two. So essentially a 50 and then a same wheel size as a 65, but not same body size. So there's a video out on the Seat Time channel of me going through those with Liam and Nora. But by the time we got done doing that, which was about four or five months of work, you know, playing with them and everything, like Nora now 
my at the time seven-year-old daughter was like when are we gonna go ride and so that and she would never ride the pw50 so that electric motorcycle created a rider out of my daughter right because she never wanted to ride a gas-powered motorcycle because she believed that she would not be able to control gas but she could control electric so screw it okay so then we bought the 65 size for her and now she's still so she's still riding we go to the land. She just zips around in the open fields and has fun, has no desire to go in the trails. But yes, I will. Con- if that's what it takes to keep her riding, again, that's kind of like maybe the next level down from a GPX that we're talking about here, like on the scale of quality of motorcycle. But she doesn't need a KTM electric yeah. motorcycle. That's never going to be in her car. And if it is, we would get there, cool, whatever. But yeah, absolutely. And I very much look forward to what we're going to learn from all the engineers that aren't dirt bike engineers that aren't power sports engineers that are coming into this because i think that the we're going to see come interesting mashing of uh, of all these different brains coming together as electric motorcycles kind of continue to be more prevalent and yeah i would buy a stark if i had the money yeah yeah there you go um i probably wouldn't buy a stark right now because well if i had i guess if i had just piles of money why not um but if it was between it and another new uh, gas bike that was going to be my main thing, um, I would not. Not yet. I, the, and for me, it's the range. It has nothing to do with the electricness of it all. It's the range and ability to go the distance that I want to go. Um, but again, if I had a giant fleet of motorcycles and I had p- piles of money, I would totally buy one because I think it'd be a you ton You know, if of you fun. turn your camera, you have a fleet of motorcycles. Like- right. <laughs> Those aren't all mine, but... <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately, a lot. Some of my fleet is my children's motorcycles. Uh, by the way, Xting Carburetors is here. So, guys, if you want to ask them any questions, um, Enduro Solo says, "What up, seat time? Uh, plated life. Uh, what's happening? Uh, TCG fruition. What is up? Um, thank you for the super chat or super sticker. Thank you, TCG. We're up to like Whoop. that's a dollar ninety nine. We're getting close." Um, <laughs> The uh, <laughs> uh, carbs are starting to show up at dealers. <laughs> um, what are you talking about carbs at dealers? Uh, oh, Vargs. <laughs> That's what he meant. <laughs> I was like, carbs. Uh, var- oh, cool. I- I'm excited to see what... Uh, I'm excited like to see how those things do. Uh, I think for um, like Moto and like like neighborhood, like my like where I live, I mean, I, I live a little bit out of town, but like... I don't want to run my dirt bike at night and piss off the people around me. It would be super cool to have an electric bike for that. I think that would be really, really fun. Yeah. Nora and Liam and I, when they both had their electric motorcycles, like that's how we went to the park. Like I got on my bicycle and they were getting on the Tarots and we were just riding like raging through the neighborhood. You know what I mean? And now that's Nora. That's how Nora still gets to the park. She doesn't even want to ride her bicycle anymore. Uh, uh, Kyle Marsh asks, what's the best way to winterize a bike? Don't keep riding it. Um, (laughs) good answer <laughs> don't winterize your bike uh, but uh, for real um well it actually that is for real like don't truly like mothball it like go start it every couple weeks run some gas through it even if it's fuel injected um get some gas through it maybe put a little bit of stabilizer in it or if you are have opportunity get some uh, aviation fuel and mix it with your normal gas because uh, av gas doesn't go bad i mean it's kind of why avgas is avgas uh so yeah it's pretty cool um 
Uh, oh, Chris Kinberg, how about Roxon test riding Kawasaki? He's riding all kinds of things. He's on that star. Yeah, he is. That's awesome. I'm excited to see how where he goes and how he does. He's such a good dude, and I think he's good for the sport. I'm excited about him. Uh, let's see. I have a feeling that he's doing all of this just to just for. Uh, I, I bet he already has a deal. He already knows what he's doing, and he's signed wow. paperwork. And he's just like, but I'm gonna keep riding all these bikes because it's gonna be good for everybody. Like he yeah. seems like the kind of person that would think that far ahead. You yeah. know what I mean? Like kind of a yeah. thing. Like he probably has already signed with that Honda team uh that he rode for whatever and was like i'm just gonna keep riding all the bikes though because like it's just good for the sport right it gets people right and you know he made some awesome comments about the electric bike you're like well just yeah talk all you want but just i'll pass you on it um yeah. you know <laughs> so it was uh, cool to watch watch him ride it uh, or yeah. it's been cool to watch him ride all of it although so quick quick note since we just mentioned electric bikes do you feel this is to woody from me do you feel that watching an electric motorcycle race will be as exciting as watching a uh, gas-powered race because the lack of noise. I just don't think it will be like yeah. it, it will have. We'll have to like do it to right. know, right? But like when you go to a motocross or a supercross or even a motocross, but especially supercross, and it's enclosed. Not only is it all of the smells of uh, the combustible engines, right? They're doing and they're running just umpteenth expensive race fuel that just smells so much prettier than the crap we have um the noises and the sounds that go along with all of that like i just don't think they can make up for that with rock music and fireworks no um well, you know, which is probably what they would try to do right like there'd be more music going during the race there would be more fireworks because there's not all the bike stuff that's happening all the bike noises but it it, it will be weird well what <laughs> will be weird. honestly a, like the start is going to be so anticlimactic. <laughs> You're right. <laughs> yeah, like it's just going to be silence, and then a bunch of people going across the ground, like, and then yeah, they'll play music or shoot things off. But like, come on, like this is not cool. Like, I mean, it's, I, it's still cool to go fast, but like the start of a motorcycle race is probably the most exciting thing in the world to me. Like that, right. ah! it's just like. Especially when there were two strokes. I mean, even now with four strokes, it's so awesome. That just crazy rush of adrenaline of hearing those bikes go. I just am not going to be that psyched <laughs> to watch it. You know, it's going to be like, eh. <laughs> like, yeah. And, and somebody had it uh, a good one in there. Like, you're going to be able to hear the competitors swearing and talking to each other. <laughs> that's like, true. Actually, yeah. that's kind of funny. Like, that could be like, that could be the weird transition that gets us like, start putting up the cardio systems and everybody's helmets, right? right? And you start to hear the pit chatter and stuff like that. Yeah. Like that might not work very well with all was, of our uh, <laughs> loud four strokes, but man, electric bikes, you'd be like, fuck you, Vince Freeze. Are <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <God. laughs> you mother, <laughs> bitch slap you. The, uh, <laughs> yeah, I can't. Oh my God. I, yeah, whatever. It's hilarious. So that is honestly probably the thing that I'm like the thing right now. Cause like, I'm trying to get over like being kind of like eh on the whole electric bike thing. I'm trying to embrace it because I know it's coming because I know they're forcing this crap down our throats and I don't agree with it, but it is happening. Um, but uh, so at this point, my thing that I'm least excited about is that like the whole like it's just gonna be it's like like someone said it's gonna be like watching the race on mute. Like no one does that. 
Yeah, and I, I mean, I think that that's where the showman, the showmanship of it comes in, right? Like if you think about, think about a circus, right? And you'd have the people on the high bar or whatever, and they're flipping around and they do it for five minutes, and you're like, wow, that's kind of cool, the trapeze. But right, then yeah, look yeah. what Cirque du Soleil did. Cirque du Soleil took the gymnastics part of circus and made multi billions of dollars, but because they figured out how to make it a show. Do you right. know what I mean? They told yeah. a story with it. And that is something that might need to happen, that there is just a format change to how these events go on, again, so that there's more of a story told and there's a little bit more of a buildup. And unless they get the right people in place to truly figure out how to solve that problem, that there's no noise anymore from the bikes. Like, right. and like, what can we do to change that and evolve the way it, it's watched and enjoyed? Like, yeah, it's going to be pretty stinking boring. <laughs> I mean, it just is. Like, yeah, you, no, absolutely. Yeah, well, I didn't even think about the start. And you are so right. I mean, 100%. It's going to be terrible. And I think about, like, like now go into the guy racing. Um, Roger Hurd, who's watching here, who is a uh, phenomenal uh, desert racer uh, back in the day. When you go to a National Hare and Hound, part of what is so rad about a National Hare and Hound is the dead silence before you know but when the banner goes up it's dead silence right. no one's allowed to have their bike run it and then the banner drops and the explosion of sound as bikes go across and also the fact that you better be have your bike tuned well to start well that's all going to go away right it's right. all going to go away it's going to be a line of motorcycles out across the desert dead silence to more dead silence. <laughs> to being able to hear every chain go through the sprocket, right? And then that's, like, what it is. that's what it is. It's the tensioner, right? Like we put a thing <coughs> in the uh, in the oh god, in the chain, not the chain tensioner, but the chain mount, right? Like that. Right. You put the little card in there, so yeah. it's like so yeah. it gets a little bit louder. Yeah, totally. Like I, dude, and oh, the Brady E Mule products. Yeah, that's coming. Yeah, uh, Bruce, I saw that we Bruce, got a hacker. Bruce, that's not a hacker. We're so famous that we have sex bots in here trying to take down Morgan <laughs> and Woody. I'm going to ban them. Yeah, I banned them right now. That's that's cool. I can ban That's neat. So this is cool. I, yeah, I'm yeah, excited about this Watch out, guys. Software. You're getting banned. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah. 30-second card is out. Dead silence. <laughs> can you about, yeah. go sideways and it's still really quiet. And then yeah, I was about to say, what do you think about the gate drops? Drop, still really quiet. Still, everybody's like, yeah. never mind, I'm going to go eat something. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> good, thing, good thing I got my nachos. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, I'm not, I'm not excited about that, but whatever. It is what it is, and we're going to see. Yep. I got to shut this thing down. I know uh, Brian Woody has things to do. I, I have things to do. Yeah, <laughs> and Woody likes sex bots. I cannot disagree with your statement, Brady. <laughs> oh, guys, make sure you comment on this thing afterwards, too, uh, and give us a thumbs up because, uh, and let me know, send me an email, text me if you like this format, having the two people, I'm going to try to do way more of this now that we have this uh, software and we can bring people in from around the planet and around the uh, uh, country. So, guys, Punk Rock Club, I love you guys the most. Literally, I like you more than everybody else. Um, so thank you very much for being here. Um, I love you guys. I hope you get out and spread the gospel of two wheels. And as always, I hope that what we at Highland Cycles and Woody at Seat Time are doing is inspiring you guys to work on, but way more importantly, get out and ride your dirt bikes! <laughs> <laughs>